Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain was this month's episode of Woman in Supply Chain, and I was joined by another amazing powerhouse women woman in the industry, Marina Mayer, and she comes from Supply and Demand Chain and really is the uh, leader behind the woman in supply chain list, the pros to know list. And I was really excited to have her as a part of this series. So if you missed it, go and check it out wherever you subscribe to the Let's Talk Supply Chain podcast. It is episode 245. Or you can um, check it out on our website, letstalksupplychain.com. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. And now a word from our sponsor. It's time to take control over your supply chain with Cavallo. Cavallo is a distribution management solutions provider founded by an experienced distributor who spent two decades perfecting and optimizing Cavallo's high-powered user-friendly software. Cavallo offers the ability to have complete control of your process with automated workflows that offer business rules and alert logic that will streamline your distribution operations. Leverage Cavallo's state-of-the-art business intelligent platform that provides real-time intelligence of your customers' orders, alerting you if they are out of compliance or even better, bringing awareness to areas in your business that are driving exceptional value. With a data-driven approach to supply chain management, Cavallo enables a network of cloud, on-prem, and integrated solutions that offer a path to excellence no matter where you are in your technical journey. For more information on how to accelerate growth with Cavallo's business intelligent platform and its game-changing distribution management software, visit Cavallo, C-A-V-A-L-L-O.com today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. This one is extra special episode today because I record recorded this one on site at the Manifest Conference that happened at the end of January in Vegas. There was over a thousand people registered and that showed up to the conference, and it was really nice to just get back in person, meet with customers, potential clients, and just meet with the community and really get to know everyone. So today I'm joined by a company that is on a mission to empower global supply chains with risk management for compliance, efficiency, and transparency. Well, can you guess who it is? Well, I'll reveal it after the poll of the week. So the poll is, where are you spending the most money for third-party services in 2022? We had over 282 votes. 41% of you said process improvement. 39% of you said digital transformation. 17% of you said securing talent. And 3% of you said other. And so when we look at other, we have... 
a biome says logistics, Joni says logistics support, and Holger says automation of warehouses. So it's a combination of process improvement and digital transformation. Well, thank you so much to everyone who participated in the poll of the week. We really are giving back to the community with all of the data that we are collecting through these polls. So thank you so much. We ask you a question every single Wednesday morning and love to hear your thoughts. And it's a way to get featured on an upcoming episode of the podcast. So now back to today's podcast and which fast growing supply chain tech company is joining me today? Well, It's Overhaul. Founded in 2016, Overhaul is the industry's first and only holistic end-to-end solution that optimizes supply chain visibility, integrity, and security for global enterprises. Its software-based approach offers high configurability and efficient time-to-value to to supply chain organizations without the heavy tech debt found with hardware-based providers. Overhaul has quickly grown to be a trusted provider for Fortune 100 companies, moving freight globally across industries such as pharmaceutical and healthcare, technology, logistics, and food and beverage. Today, Karen from Overhaul joins me to chat all about the company, what they do, utilizing multimodal visibility and risk management, and the importance of digital supply chain transformation. But before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Karen. Karen Stevens, General Manager Global Enterprise, oversees Overhaul's growth and product design and delivery efforts for the commercial enterprise line of business. Karen joined Overhaul at its inception in 2016 and has helped the organization market, sell, and operationalize overhauls supply chain visibility, integrity, and security solutions with many of the world's leading technology, pharmaceutical, and retail brands. Karen works with Overhaul's clients to help solve key problems in their supply chain. During her tenure, the company has grown to over 200 employees, completing two significant rounds of funding, and expanding the team footprint internationally in Europe and in Mexico. Prior to overhaul, Karen worked in client strategy at several top-tier digital agencies, helping to build and deliver global and national go-to market plans for technology-based companies, including Dell, Microsoft, Equinix, and Teradata. So welcome to the show, Karen. I am so excited to be here. I mean, we are at Manifest. We are on site at Manifest 2022, and we're talking all about overhaul and the amazing things that you guys are doing over at the company. So I cannot wait to dive in. Well, first of all, yeah, I mean, it's it's been absolutely wonderful to see real people in person, not behind a Zoom camera. Um, So really, really excited to be uh, talking to folks again (laughs) outside of a a laptop screen. Awesome. Let's do this. So why don't we start with a deep dive into the founder story? Tell me a little bit about Overhaul. How did you get started? What does that look like? Yeah. And why? So Overhaul has a really interesting background. We've been um, uh, up and running since 2016. Um, Our founder, Barry Conlon, uh, also our CEO, has a um, supply chain security background. He um, founded and and, um, uh, exited, sold on um, a company by the name of Freightwatch at the time, and then transitioned to kind of um, into overhaul um, after a period of about a year of coming up with some 
really tech-infused tech um, solutions for the supply chain security space. And interestingly, his background is actually within the, um, the Irish Army and spe special operations. So that this has been kind of his journey all along. Um, myself, I'm actually employee number one of the, the, uh, in addition to the founding team uh, that started the, the business. So I, I got to kind of see the journey of who we are and what we are now. Um, but really kind of our ethos from the beginning was this idea of building a trusted uh, and connected supply chain. So we, we began our journey as, a, as an online marketplace and as we've okay. seen those have, those have taken off over the yeah. years. Um, but the idea was really around connecting high quality carriers to high value shippers. Okay. So that concept and, and you know, we have two ears, one mouth. We listened to our customers as we were onboarding Good. customers into this into this um, yep. idea of the online marketplace for for, for those select types of uh, companies, and ultimately where we really kind of shone was our was our um, security practice of being able to kind of deliver around their supply chain um, or their security operations yep. while while in transit. So the shippers in that community were saying to us we need you to help us with the management of compliance around our connected network of vendors. Yes, compliance is a big deal. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, in doing so, the, the company evolved over, over the years. And in the last three years, we on, onboarded a major um, pharmaceutical distribution company, one of the largest in the world, actually. Yeah. Um, and in doing so, we, um, we really worked with them on uh, delivering compliance across their entire, um, entire distribution network. Um, so that was a kind of a turning point for us um, since then. And as, um, again, really customer-centric and thinking about what they need, thinking about this idea of trust and connectivity, uh, we've expanded our solution and services to uh, uh, beyond kind of the shipper network into offering to 3PL, uh, 4PL, as well as the motor carrier industry, getting into the insurance technology space. Amazing. So we, we, we really have um, tackled this idea of where we are today, which is a global leader in supply chain risk management. Okay, and which everybody's talking about right now. Absolutely, I mean, we've seen what's happening in LA around kind of the theft components, yes. and that's just been chaotic. Mm -hmm. We can talk all day about that, by yeah, the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the idea of risk for us is, is around delays, damage, disruption, disruption and destruction. Right. Destruction being the theft part, mm -hmm. but the other parts are around more broader visibility and being, yeah. what we do with that. So the idea of this, going back to compliance, that's really key for our, our business, our customers, and how we can proactively prevent things from happening within the supply chain. Amazing, so amazing. It's really just been a goal of ours to ensure that we're really thinking around what our customers' problems are and what they're trying to solve. Yeah. Um, and then bringing the idea of having um, a connected compliance um, strategy into that. So that was a really amazing overview of sort of how you guys have started and how you've evolved. Now tell me exactly what Overhaul does. So we have a couple of different areas that we service. And as I mentioned, we, um, we've developed a software solution that can service both the shipper community as well as 3PL and the motor carrier space. I'm gonna start with the top of the food chain okay, and what do we it. do for them. Yep. Um, and and in, in my role, I actually work um, on a daily basis with global enterprises and thinking about what, what um, in transit issues that they have and how we can help solve them. So specifically our software has been developed to provide real-time visibility okay. around what's happening with their, within their supply chain. So we spoke a little bit about the, the kind of four Ds of risk, okay. <laughs> delays, damage, and so forth. Yeah. Our, our system has been developed to be 
um, proactively manage those risks through a back-end rules in engine. It's kind of a fancy way of saying, we know what your standard operating procedures are, and we're gonna configure that into our system right. so that we can trigger alerts and corrective actions as a result of that. So okay. we have um, a product called Sentinel that provides real-time monitoring, and we, we actually have a team um, which is part of our managed services layer that can provide 365, 24-7 monitoring support as well. Okay. And they're really a, a team of analysts. Yeah. So our system is doing a lot of the heavy automation and lift around. We know what the SOP is for the customer. We're flagging information. We're actually, in a lot of cases, digitally managing it by pushing to the correct stakeholders. Okay. But beyond that, we have a team that helps with the um, outsourced managed service around monitoring and support. And for customers that are in the high value space, we're- um, Huge. And, exactly. Yes. We're talking about multiple millions of dollars of, of cargo value that's moving throughout the globe, over the road here in the US and, and, and parts of the globe we, we service. So that's really important we respond quickly when those issues do occur. But our goal is always around prevention. 90% is always the prevention I love piece. to hear that. It has to be prevention yeah. because we don't want there to be an issue in the first place because, you know, that, that if we can reduce that, then that's us doing our job, working yes. with our carrier partners to become more compliant. And that's why I talk a lot about compliance when we're, when we're digging into that. So our system is doing a lot of the heavy lifting. We have a machine learning layer that thinks about other okay. contextual data. So we're bringing in data from... Um, IoT, we're bringing our data from the telematics systems, yeah. and essentially we're aggregating that. In addition, we have contextual information such as traffic, weather, um, other information oh, that awesome. can give us okay. um, kind of the conditions of the shipments as they're moving um, via road, rail, uh, ocean, air, yeah. um, so that we can determine what the risk will be 10, 15, 20 miles down the road as a result of that, Amazing. using the road as an example. So that's something that I think when you get into predictive layering data, not just having one single source is really critical. Yeah. Um, our KPIs are really built around delivering 100% connectivity for the ship on the shipment level for our customers. Okay. So we're um, while on our motor carrier side with our truck shield product, which I'll, I'll go into detail on um, in a little bit. Um, on the shipper side, our real goal is ensuring that we don't just have carrier connectivity, but we really dig into kind of shipment level information because that's what they need to yeah. do their jobs more effectively. Yeah. So servicing um, not just the logistics and security sides of the business, but also supporting customer service, support sales as well. Um, everyone has a little bit of a different need. So our system has developed workspaces that they can go into and get the information that they need. Okay. Um, all delivered through this SOP concept and having the rules engine to really support that. I bet they love to hear that, right? Absolutely. The SOP process. Well, and, and for us, a lot of it's toggle on, toggle off in our back end to really okay. support that. But for our customers, it's about having that configuration. And one of our, I think, the secret sauce in what we do is our customer service. Like that is such a big part. We've talked about the manifest event. I've heard a lot about customer service and how that's yes. critical. And experience. You know, exactly. Yeah digital transformation and, and the value of that is really what it comes down to is happy customers, yep. right? So we've really focused a lot in, in, in our customer success team. Um, our chief customer officer, Frankie Mossman, heads that up and it's really about making sure that we can deliver a great product both from the technology side but also being able to listen and really think about how that technology is impacting our customers and improving it through that yeah. process. Very, very, very smart because pairing technology, I mean the customer service has to come with it because there's going to be a lot of questions. Yeah. Not everybody knows about 
the specific technology or how to manage that. And so it's really important to have a partner and work with a partner like that who considers you such a value that they put so much emphasis on customer service and customer experience that they feel comfortable and they're in the right hands. Now, let's talk about risk management, right? Because you mentioned it before. I've been talking about risk management and supply chain for quite a while because of obviously all the disruptions and everything that's going on, right? People really have to decide where they want to spend their risk dollars. Right. Right? Do we still want to bring products in from overseas? Do we want to manufacture local? I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many different things that people have to think about. So why is the risk management uh, portion so important for overhauling for your customers? So real-time visibility has been a hot topic here at the event, and it's something that we... Um, we're, you know, we're in the Gardner Magic Quadrant. We understand real-time transportation visibility intimately and the value it brings from um, cost savings to the business. Um, however, really that idea of risk management for us goes back to the, 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 the points that I mentioned before around kind of what, what is the type of risk? Um, how are customers responding to that risk? Um, so for us, defining ourselves as a risk management organization um, is... I think it's, it's broader than just providing visibility, it's providing actionable insights, it's providing um, real-time corrective response into, this, into the supply chain. Yeah. So, and, and, and on the other side of risk, which is a real and present danger, is in the motor carrier space, because okay. not only are we talking about security risk, um, quality of the product risk, and we could, we could, we could speak about um, vaccine distribution and the issues that you could have with um, temperature oh, deviations. Yeah. And even the high value products you were talking about, like with theft Absolutely. and things like that. So yeah. there's a whole aspect of, of risk that can span across quality standards of products in the yes. food spoilage space. In fact, actually 90% of, um, of, of loss in supply chain is due to spoilage of food. Whew. So that is a risk. I don't like to hear that. It's stressful, I know. Well, because it goes to sustainability and it goes to waste and we're trying to prevent all of that. So how do we prevent it with risk management? Well, knowing where your product is, for one, but also knowing what condition it is is important as well. So that condition piece can be varied depending on whether customers are in, um, you know, temperature control environment or if they're in a high value space or if they're in, um, I need to get that. Um, uh, consumer package good to my customer on time because, you know, um, for, for other reasons. So risk is really varied. And then when we speak to the motor carrier space, we're talking about auto liability, right. um, damage to property, um, uh, nuclear events and verdicts occurring to, and, we, and we've seen more recent ones. This is multiple millions of dollars of loss for companies that they that can that can end the company right. from a motor carrier. But that can be prevented. It can is be what pre- we're talking about, exactly. right? Exactly. So the idea of prevention for us, um, when we move into our recently launched product, Truck Shield, which is an insurance um, service in the insurance technology space, but it's focused around improving driver behaviors yeah. and safety and, a, and driving a safety culture within. So, so important. This is where we go through the whole 360 view yeah, of the yeah, ecosystem. Yeah. So risk management for us can, can really be um, collaboratively solved um, yeah, yeah, yeah. through the entire ecosystem. So it's kind of like the last kind of um, page in our story, if you will, on the motor carrier side is we, we needed that because we started 
by looking at carriers and right. thinking about high quality carriers and the value that they bring to our shipper community. So we kind of close the loop now by coming full circle back with our truck shield product that is a risk management solution. Yeah. Specifically, this product is um, is an application that can sit on ELD, your existing ELD to monitor things okay. like speed, speeding, braking, cornering yeah. and such. Um, and for us, that piece is critical to the entire kind of ecosystem that we sit within. But for motor carriers, especially the smaller to medium sized motor carriers, yeah. the, the verdicts are over the last 15 years, we've seen about a 330% increase in, in verdicts that are ending over $1 million in litigation wow. costs. Wow. So that's significant. That's a high um, percentage. And then when you get into even the $10 million plus, that's yeah. up 90%. And, and a wow. lot of the spike has occurred within the last three to five years. So ins insurance companies are trying to get out of the transportation space because... Well, yeah, there's so much liability. Yeah. Um, we are trying to make that um, a, a better environment for them to work within. And we want to ensure that our motor carrier customers can get better terms and conditions on right. the insurance premiums, which are going up 30% year on year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the risk that we look at here. And then I can tie that risk back into where's the value for the shipper? I have a shipper customer that saves 90% on their insurance costs because they have overhaul inside, if you will. Really? Wow. This is a compliance That's significant. story. Yeah. They can improve their compliance year on year. And it, you know, it's a journey, 12, 18 yeah. months, you can see it. Frankly, we can do it in much less time than that. We've seen drastic cuts and improvements in compliance with a lot of the partners that we work with. Yeah. Uh, and that story, really can be supported by taking that to the insurance firms yeah, and yeah, helping. Yeah. And of course they want to hear that so they can get back into the game. Yeah. And, you know, so, so everyone really is closing that loop. And we do have insurance partnerships that are um, a channel opportunity for us to access motor carriers. So right. we're all in this together. Yeah. And, and well, I love that because collaboration is the future of business. Mm -hmm. That's my saying. Everybody kind of knows I that. I agree that. <laughs> no, it's on your desk. So I love that. We don't have it here today know, because we're on it? site of Manifest, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I have for you is how easy is it to integrate? So we, I yeah. talk to tech companies all the time and then yeah. I talk to BCOs or shippers that are going to implement technology mm -hmm. and they're like, I don't know if I have the time, I don't know if I have the resources. So talk me through implementation. How easy, how long, right. what does that look like? I'm glad you asked that because <laughs> it, is a, it is a pain point. Yeah. And when you're talking about the journey and uh, you know taking a, a customer from um, basic visibility to decision automation and the length of time it takes for that, that's one piece. Right. And that's, you, know, you, you have a journey on that one. But the actual physical implementation is where you know we consider ourselves a startup in our mentality around our agility and how we work with customers. That's good to um, hear. Prioritizing what problems they want to solve first. So that's what we look at. Yeah. But then the integration piece can take a matter of days to weeks, depending on the size of their um, their ecosystem that they're trying to bring in. And how we do that is we actually don't have a preferred method of, method of integrating. We're, we're, okay. So we are, we are able to bring in via API, the, the kind of usual suspects API, yep. but we also get scrappy around being able to bring in data that exists even today. It might be an Excel sheet, no. uh, quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> which is cringeworthy, but it, it exists. So hey, it's like there's a lot so of people using Excel. <laughs> well, I mean, it, we it's can't the number one use right? tool in the world. So I'll, <laughs> I'll get that. And we have Microsoft as a customer, and uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. So I'll rip them for a minute. But um, so 
how does your data exist today? Let's start there. Yeah. And we'll do the um, we'll do the intake. We'll do okay. the we'll do the cleansing. We'll make the data make sense for you in a fragmented kind of an, um, uh, space. So we can do that CSV, Excel, API is obviously um, I ideal. Then we have the ability to plug gaps where data might not exist. So we okay. have developed some applications um, that can uh, accept data. We call it point of use applications. We have um, an application that can sit on a tablet, literally at the dock door, collecting data before the shipment leaves, leaves the door. Some of that can be used for um, response if we have a recovery and a security threat and, and we have to have images of the truck, the trailer, and so we yeah. can visually ID. Some of that is just basic information around shipment, shipment reference numbers. We have the ability to intake upwards of 10, 15 reference numbers. So that can be um, as the shippers, uh, PO numbers, order numbers, down to a reference number that the, the 3PL may have in their system. Right. We can intake a lot of different data at that point of use yeah. as the dock, at the dock door. That was one of our ways to gather data where we felt like it just didn't exist. And it's okay. been interesting as we've evolved that because we initiated it from a security best practice called a, a driver departure interview, yeah. where we can gather data digitally and it goes immediately into cloud. But we've been using it for a lot of different creative ways. Some customers don't know how many distribution centers or where they specifically are, and that's given us okay. a kind of a pinpoint ID on that. Right. So that's one part of the implementation process that's been um, allowed us to expedite it because we can drop uh, essentially drop a piece of tech at the door okay. um, that takes two seconds to kind of add the information and out they go. Everybody's um, going to love to hear that. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the other aspect is we do have, um, we do work with IoT partners, um, some of which are here today, um, to integrate data where it doesn't exist. And so for us, we're that point in which we can work with those variety, a variety of different partners. We have the economies of scale as a result. And we can also identify what makes the most sense for that particular customer, okay. as well as the geographies and other 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 details that, that they may need to have and you know brought into our system. Yeah. So, the ability to integrate, but then also plug the gaps, is kind of a key theme for our implementation okay. process, and that allows yes, us no. to do. I had a customer um, call us. I think it was the Thursday, and um, this is a customer that's moving about um, full truckload shipments, about ten to twelve thousand annually. They needed to be stood up over the weekend, and we did it. Um, wow! So we were fully over the integrated. Weekend? Like yes. Two days. It, it was, um, and that's what I mean by customer service and being able to yeah. think on our feet and get it done. Um, and, and that customer is well, it's still with us three years later. And we have, in terms of kind of customer retention, what we're ninety nine percent since we wow. since we began. We've had customers leave and come back immediately as a result of, really? uh, of um, kind of their experiences after the fact. Um, that's actually only one that's done that. So I say to that, the retention is there. Yeah. But, um, but the point being is that we have ways to implement quickly when a customer is in need the next day. Yeah. And then we have ways that we want to take them on that journey so that we can gain the additional um, information via API and others. We also integrate with um, other solutions, your TMS systems and things. So we want to know where the data is and we'll, we'll go ahead and gather it. So we measure ourselves and our ability to do that in addition to connecting to the actual shipment itself. It's like, where, where does the data live and we'll mine it for you. Um, and that's something that I think our success team really prides themselves on as, and it's a, it's a big part of our business today. Well, and I think kudos to you as well for having the team that will implement right. with that short of a window. Well, and I think a right. lot of it comes from um, we, we've, uh, 
you know, our team has grown from um, back in the, at the early days of 2016, we had about a team of four or five to over 200 employees globally. And our, who we brought in are subject matter experts. They truly understand supply chain, but they also understand technology. And that's been really important to the success of the business because one, they've been the end user in the past. So they have that kind of clear understanding of the value of the different components of the technology. Um, and two, they want to deliver a great product and are passionate about what we're doing. Um, so that's been a game changer as we've brought in, um, you know, uh, in individuals from the healthcare space, from the um, supply chain, uh, you know, manufacturing side of the, the organizations and really just kind of having, building that team from the, from the ground up. With that. Well, and let's talk about digital transformation because it's all well and good to have a really great team to be right. able to implement. But then the other side of the coin is that customers are still a little bit hesitant. I mean, I talked to Eric Johnson from JOC yes. about this all the time, yes. is that we're still talking about digital transformation yes. and how they feel about it and what that means. So how do you talk to your customers about digital transformation? Well, and how you're going to make them feel maybe, I don't know if comfortable is the word, but at least feel really good about what they're about to embark on so with we, you. It's a great question because we digital transformation is kind of a, it's a, it's a buzz, buzz term. It's such a buzzword or yeah. term. It's, I, I, not, it's two words. <laughs> so it, it's, it's become kind of second nature to talk about it, but at the same time, I don't actually use that terminology when we're when we're talking to customers okay. about how that could practically use. Here's I could why. use some more some Here's new why. terms. What's the new so term? We have a we have a, <laughs> a phrase that overhaul. It's um, automate without process makes you stupid faster. So think about okay. that. What it means is that what problems are you trying to solve? Like what yeah, data yeah, yeah. do you need? Yeah. So it's that idea of um, so digital transformation is there because you're trying to solve key business problems. And now that supply chain has been elevated over the last three years, three, two, two or three years, um, you know, it's it's in the C-suite. Uh, there's conversations at the board level. Um, somebody the other day in one of the panelists was talking about change management. It's really about change yes. management in organizations. We hear a lot about that. I, I don't doubt it because, yeah. because it does require a different mentality. So, uh, and I see with a lot of our customers, they're centers, centers of excellence but built around digital transformation. Um, so the importance is there. Change management piece is critical, but for us, um, you know, our goal is also always to make it happen. Right. So we 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 do take a lot of responsibility on for customers to gather data and, and, and solve problems for them. But if you if you don't know what problems you're trying to solve, so so, so let's true. start there. Let's start there. And we have a, yeah. we've had some several customers that you know are, t are taking on a three year journey. Um, this is multi-millions of dollars of cost, cost savings al along the way, but ultimately you gotta, you got to pair, pair that down into key business problems and then prioritize them. But what the, if they don't the know the problems that they have that maybe you could help solve? Does that well, happen? Well, certainly it does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that, that's why we have uh, subject matter experts on staff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's really important because we... We talk to a lot of customers, but we also talk to a lot of individuals with, throughout the industry. Yeah. So we're learning what the key problems are. And what I found is that um, when you're when you're introducing yourself to, to a, a prospect and you're talking about your experience with that particular industry, they want to see what what has worked for oil and gas or what what, what right. has worked for manufacturing. But also bringing in uh, ideas from other 
industries is really important, I think. So important. And we don't talk about it enough. No, We're like in our no. little supply chain bubble. It, it, and there's so many different things going on in other industries absolutely. that could be brought in. Kind right? of, there's a lot of synergy there. So yeah. for, for me and what we can do, because we are technology vendors that aren't in our bubble of, our specific, of a specific industry, we work with pharmaceutical companies, um, tech, um, high tech companies, CPG, uh, fast moving consumer goods, retail, everyone in between. We've 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 got kind of the the knowledge base around what kind of problems yeah. are happening right. across the board, and there's a lot of similarities. So that's the bit where it's yes, if they don't know what their problems are, I'm sure we could quickly define them for them, but just right. by way of knowing what what most people's problems are, um, a lot of it comes around around to fragmented fragmented data, lack of visibility. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but even the term visibility, I want to make sure that we can bring that to more of an actionable term. And that's why the kind of going back to the idea of um, we don't want to get stupid faster right. without having kind of a process and kind of a thought process behind it. So it's really important for us that we, we identify problems at the gate. Um, and if they don't know them, we'll figure them out for them. Right, right, right. <laughs> so then I'm sitting in the audience. I'm listening to this conversation. Mm -hmm. Who is an ideal client for you? Like, what do I have to look like? What questions am I asking myself for me to, you know, pick up the phone, call you, and talk to you about your solution? Honestly, because we service different parts of the supply chain, um, for me on the, on the enterprise side, um, a customer that has, um, I mean, at the end of the day, what, is, what does customer service mean to you? Um, and what does supply chain, how does supply chain play into that? And a lot of people are really focused around supply chain resiliency. Yeah. Um, and that's been a key problem or a, a key, I mean, even up into the, um, at the White House at this point, there's, there's um, kind of a focus around that. Yeah. So um, I, I don't think that there's specifically, for, for me, an ideal client is someone that has risk within their supply chain, which is kind of every, every company out there, but specifically we do work with a lot of pharmaceutical, high-tech, retail brands of is the there higher a size? value. Um, um, not particularly, okay. because there's a lot of smaller pharmaceutical companies that have the same kind of focus around quality okay. um, that we, that we can service. Um, mm -hmm. Certainly, we do work with some of the largest companies, you know, the Fortune 100s, Fortune 500s that have yep. huge um, uh, global supply chains. So that's an area that we can provide expertise around. Um, so we do work with both, both domestic as well as international customers, uh, moving freight from parts of Asia inbound into the US, Europe and so forth. Um, and then we get into the motor carrier space where our sweet spot is that kind of 50 to 150 trucks. Okay. Um, smaller companies that, you know, uh, uh, a nuclear verdict like the $1 million plus would, would ruin them. Um, and we want them to feel supported and these premiums are really going to, you know, the 30% increase year on year I mentioned, that's significant, that's thousands of dollars. Um, that they, so investing in a, in a product like Overhaul, which is, um, very low cost for a motor carrier to get up and running in is material in terms of ROI. Right. Um, so kind of spreading across and 3PLs, 4PLs and the, um, the logistics service providers are starting to see or have had issues with theft and um, uh, disruption because there's uh, broke, the double brokering, there's all the other kind of aspects of that that need to be considered. So the concept of having overhaul to protect while we're moving through that's critical. So we've seen them come in in, in terms of a customer or um, a relationship that, you know, we have mutual customers that we can service. Awesome. Thank you. That gives us a really good overview of, you know, 
who I am sitting in the audience and right. when to give you a call. But let's talk about my favorite part, which is storytelling case study oh, time. Storytelling. So what is a challenge that one of your customers came to you with? And maybe you give us like a shipper perspective and maybe a motor carrier perspective, um, whatever stories that you have. So the challenge that they came to you with, obviously they used your solution, but mm -hmm. which part? Mm -hmm. And then what was the ROI? What did, what did they see as far as savings? I mean, you've told us already some really great stories of 90% savings on the insurance side. Right. So walk us through another one so we can... Well, I, 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 I have an oldie bit goodie. It was okay. hard to pick some case studies. I knew going into this, oh, you may be interested in that. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. is many. And, you know, I think with our customers that have um, supply chain integrity uh, or security concerns, I can give really tangible results on that because you go from um, the customer that we onboarded over the weekend, for example, the reason that we needed to onboard them over the weekend because they were experiencing upwards of 30 thefts within the prior six months. Now, think about that from a, um, a standpoint of the conversations they're having with their insurance carrier, the conversations they're having with their customers that didn't get their load on time, um, and then just the, the, the liability they're taking on um, because of the values of the, of the goods. We took that 30, from 30 to quite literally three, which were then fully recovered. Wow, um, amazing. So our, our system, while pre preventative, um, the recovery piece was really key for them too, okay. because when a load does get stolen, um, we see that before the driver often sees that in the system, driver leaves, load unattended for the night, perhaps. Um, we get the call that it's moving. We see, the, we see the information happening with our system when we can proactively outreach and make sure that the load is safe. So that 30 to three, and then really 30 to zero in reality, because you're talking about the loss, the three that were then st stolen recovered were able to make their destination on time in full. Wow. So that's just one scenario. I have another situation of, of a similar idea where we had a um, a 3PL that we're working with with a mutual shipper customer of ours in the high-tech space. And this 3PL um, had experienced multiple losses over the course of the last year. I think it was between two or two to four full truck loads. Okay. Um, but but what they we, we developed a partnership with them as a result of um, their interest and focus around driving their compliance up. So their compliance based on what our system was telling them was about 40%, and that's based on what the customer's SOP was um, and the SLAs that they had in place. Their investment in the partnership with us brought that up to 96 to 100%. And this is over a period of six months. So you can see that initial shift. Um, there's also the, um, the uh, points around um, on-time delivery and uh, estimated arrival times. That was increased by 20% just in that same time, wow. which is significant when you're talking that about is, thousands. Yeah. Of shipments. Well, especially when um, you think about maybe penalties that somebody exactly. might have for not exactly. delivering on and time. We know, we know the penalties that happen at some of the large retail. Yeah, yeah. Um, so factor that in as well, which has been a conversation that we've had with a number of customers. So on-time delivery and being able to kind of increase productivity around that, then the, the productivity of their resources in-house. So having access to a single unified view of all shipment activity, yeah. uh, I think they've saved on a, on a resource for eight hours a day. And, and that's significant okay. what you're talking about. They're not making check calls. They're not kind right. of figuring out where things are. This is significant time that they can use for other things, more strategic initiatives and what have you. Um, so the productivity gains are significant as well. For our customers that have other products, such as pharmaceutical goods, um, 
we have a customer that's that's moving blood product and so I can't put a number or value on that right. at the end of the day it's like a life saved um, and, and those customers are really emotional about that we are invested in that emotional too so when I think about ROI there it's like where do I start yeah. you know this is making sure that um, we truly are able to deliver on time and the network can support that and they're having to charter planes if, it, if, the, if the product is sitting on the tarmac we yes. need to get on miss, miss that's a planes. lot of money um, we have other customers in the consumer electronics space, uh, space that are moving freight um, from um, parts of Asia and bound into the US. We all know the issues with the Los, Los Angeles, um, Port Valley um, and Long Beach and the yeah. issues that we've experienced around that. So being able to um, integrate information from um, ocean tracking systems as well as layer okay. on the data that we have from other telematics, IoT and right. such, give them a picture of when it's when it's inbound, their ETA, um, provide more data around um, the, the length of journey, and then they can proactively kind of look back and kind of manage um, some of the um, uh, inventory components based on kind of it's gone from 30 days to 60 days to, to right. get that through the port now. And then going back to kind of a more recent example last week, um, just I made an announcement or uh, posted an article um, on our website about um, a pilferage that occurred within the um, yes. at the port. I'm going to be talking about that on my live stream show. So. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, this uh, everyone has made the national news. Um, yes. Actually, it's made international news. It's quite. I mean, it's quite when you look appalling. at the pictures, um, so it's very overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. There's things scattered. I watched a couple of just um, of, of YouTube videos of someone walking through and picking up COVID tests and other things that were Amazon packages and what have you. So our customers are deploying our technology um, to ensure that uh, you know we have we have solutions that can prevent or kind of proactively alert on pilferage. Um, and working with them to design and configure that and then respond to it is, it has been key to us. So we had a, 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 a just had a, um, a recovery on a, um, an attempted pilferage last week. And this is getting this is getting security individuals from the port, which is very difficult and yes. um, engaging with the right levels of law enforcement. So that connectivity piece, while it is the 10 percent, it's not that it's the, rea the reaction to kind of what's happening. Yeah. Um, we have the data to do that within literally seconds and minutes as opposed to days or where you know the shipments arriving uh, essentially that actually. just takes too long right with the days yes. those are all days. really great stories and that second story we've come a long way because i remember when i first started in logistics they were covering the boxes in black plastic wrap yes so you didn't like your know suitcase. it was electronics interesting hoping that people so, so we have a saying that there was a theft right <laughs> we have a saying security through obscurity and that's a real thing like you make yourself yeah, big yeah. and bold it looks shiny and people are going to look. Yeah. So it's important that that's, you know, something that, you know, free at risk, free at risk. So we know when things are stopped, but then yeah. the security through obscurity piece helps protect as well. Right. So there's a lot that we're consulting our customers on on that side of the, of the house. And then okay. from a kind of a, a broader level of visibility, um, we could talk all day about the different kind of ROI benefits of having visibility and, you know, from a, uh, on time and full and um, providing predictive ETAs and such. But, I, you know, the customers that we get so much joy about working with is the ones where they're protecting people and saving lives and they truly believe yeah, that. And that's amazing. really rewarding. Yeah, and you're making an impact, not yeah. only in the industry, but also an impact with them and obviously the people whose lives that you're exactly. a part of saving as well. Yes, so, so I could talk to you all day about this because this has been amazing. I love what you are doing over at Overhaul, but I wanna sort of round this out and talk about the future. 
Yes. So what does the future look like at Overhaul? What are you working on? What are you looking forward to? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Well, the, we have some exciting projects. You know, I think, the uh, again, this has been a topic of data, data science, uh, machine learning. But that's a real focus of ours because we're gathering data from every aspect of, right. um, you know, the in-transit supply chain. So being able to leverage that data for our customers, bring more value, that's a, that's a big kind of hot okay. topic for us, but also I think the industry. I mentioned the decision automation piece. That's like, that is a journey for customers and we want to take them on that journey. And a lot of them are just looking to kind of do some basic connect the dots first. Um, another area that I think is really exciting for overhaul is around um, our, our workspaces, our logistics, our quality, our, um, okay. our um, security workspaces and what we're delivering for customers. So it's not just a one size fits all experience within our software. It's something that's connected and configured around the customer's KPIs and what they care about. Yeah, um, and it that, can be tailored and customized. Yes, yeah, so does your executive yeah. want to see certain data points versus what you need to see as a, as a security yeah. or quality professional. Sure. So being able to adapt um, our solution, which we do today around the specific customer needs, and then also allow um, the entire um, organization to have the benefit of the data that we're bringing in from their supply chain has is, is really been a big part. But I, I think that's just going to be a, an ongoing trend as, as we see. I mean, to go back to kind of the, the digital transformation piece, it's really about how we make the data now smarter right. and, and do more. And that's the automation piece, but it's a, it's, a, it's definitely a journey for, for a lot so of So exciting. So where can people connect with you? Where can people connect with Overhaul? Give us give us your website and uh, yeah, tell so us we where are, we can find um, more information. Absolutely. Um, you can uh, uh, jump onto over-hall.com um, and access us through there, or just um, you know welcome to email myself or any of our individuals on the team um, we have all the social media um, handles set up as well for overhaul. Um, awesome. But the website is the best part to get more information. And um, we have a lot of great thought leadership information on our, on our um, blog um, that our team spends a lot of time putting together based on what we see in the space and, and, and making sure that that's disseminated as well. Yeah, it's a great website, lots of really great resources. And so we've talked about risk management and data and so many things that Overhaul is doing for the industry. And I just appreciate your team and Karen thank for coming you. on the show, being with us today and talking all about Overhaul. So thanks so much for coming thanks on the show. Thanks so much, Sarah, appreciate it. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com to check out the latest. Use our search bar to search out any challenge you might be having in supply chain because chances are 
We've had the solution on our podcast. And remember to come back next week where I'll be joined by Far Eye. We are going to learn all about what they are doing in the industry and how they are helping their customers so that you too can utilize their solution to help you with your supply chain challenges as well. If you enjoy our podcast, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain, and you can subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. If you want to help us make an impact in diversity and inclusion within the industry and on industry stages, then you want to follow us at The Blended Pledge. You can find The Blended Pledge on LinkedIn. It's an extension to The Blended Podcast where we have conversations with different people from different walks of life around diversity and inclusion topics in the workplace. We have an opportunity for you as an individual to actually go to GoFundMe, find The Blended Pledge, and donate some money so that we can continue to make an impact within the industry. We are going to be um, taking care of grants for diverse voices that have speaking opportunities or want to go to a conference because travel and tickets usually come out of their pocket and we want to make sure that we can support them so that we can see more diverse voices on industry stages. We also have a corporate sponsorship program. So if you would like to learn more, either go to GoFundMe or you can email us at listener at letstalksupplychain.com. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. Or if you go to the Let's Talk Supply Chain Instagram, DM us talk one then you can get our supply chain dictionary for free. It's 107 pages full of acronyms and definitions that you won't want to miss. And remember, if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.